welcome to my mommy's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Wellness. That's wellness with an E on the end. My new personal care company that creates products that go beyond just safe and natural to contain beneficial ingredients that nourish your body from the outside in. See, many clean products just don't work that well. And this is why I spent the last decade researching and perfecting recipes for products that not only eliminate the toxic chemicals, but that have ingredients that work better than conventional alternatives while nourishing your body from the outside in. I am so excited to share these products with you. And I'm especially proud of our whitening toothpaste, which took years of formulating and dozens and dozens of rounds of tweaks to finally perfect. Our whitening toothpaste supports a healthy oral microbiome and strengthens tooth enamel naturally using ingredients like hydroxyapatite, neem, and green tea. Instead of fluoride, our formula contains green tea leaf extract, which is loaded with antioxidants. Plus, we use a phytochemical in green tea that's shown to fight bacteria that leads to tooth decay. We combine this with hydroxyapatite, a naturally occurring mineral and the main component of tooth enamel, with clinical studies showing that it can help strengthen teeth and avoid cavities. And of course, fresh breath is important when it comes to brushing teeth. So for that, we included peppermint leaf and neem. If you're not familiar with it, neem prevents bacteria from sticking to teeth and turning into plaque. So this protective measure means fewer bacteria, which leads to fresher breath. Check out our whitening toothpaste along with all of our products, including hair care and hand sanitizer at wellness.com. That's wellness with an E on the end, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S-E.com. And a tip, if you buy a bundle or subscribe, you get an automatic discount that's built in both of those ways. So check it out, wellness.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the all-in-one daily drink to support better health and peak performance. Even with a balanced diet, it can be difficult to cover all of your nutritional bases. And this is where Athletic Greens can help. Their daily drink is essentially nutritional insurance for your body, and it's delivered straight to your door every month. It's developed from a complex blend of 75 minerals, vitamins, and whole food ingredients. It's a greens powder that's engineered to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. Their daily drink improves your everyday performance by addressing the four pillars of health, energy, recovery, gut health, and immune support. It's packed with adaptogens for recovery, probiotics and digestive enzymes for gut health, and vitamin C and zinc for immune support. It's basically an all-in-one solution to help your body meet its nutritional needs. And it's highly absorbable and diet-friendly, whether you are keto, vegan, paleo, dairy-free, gluten-free, etc. It has less than one gram of sugar and it tastes great. And here's how I used it and still use it. When I um, started losing weight, I was eating a lot more protein and it became hard to get enough greens and vegetables in because just it was hard to actually eat enough volume of food. I was full. So I was able to use athletic greens to meet my veggie and nutritional needs even if I was full and just didn't feel like eating extra. It's basically like a multivitamin, but it's actually head and shoulders above a lot of multivitamins. They don't use any GMOs or harmful chemicals and it's NSF certified. So they really uh, are careful about their sourcing and, and what goes into it. When you try Athletic Greens through my podcast, they're also gonna send you a year supply of their vitamin D3 and K2 for free. I've talked about vitamin D before. We know we get it from the sun, but it can also be important to supplement, especially in the winter months. And this is something I test my own blood levels of and supplement when necessary. And 
it combines these nutrients to help support the heart, immune system, and respiratory system, which is especially helpful this, this time of year. So whether you're looking to boost energy levels, support your immune system, or address gut health, it's a great time to try Athletic Greens for yourself. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash wellnessmama to claim my special offer today. You'll get a free vitamin D3 K2 wellness bundle with your first purchase. That's up to a one-year supply of vitamin D as an added value for free when you try Athletic Greens. You'd be hard-pressed to find a more comprehensive nutritional bundle anywhere else. So again, that's athleticgreens.com slash wellnessmama. Hello, welcome to the Wellness Mama podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com and wellness.com, my new line of natural personal care products. This episode is all about breathing, which logically is a very important part of our daily lives. We all breathe somewhere between 12 and 20 times per minute. It's a really important obviously part of our physiology, but also one of the better factors that we can optimize to quickly see changes in our health, which makes sense if you think about it. We eat a few times a day, we drink water hopefully more than a few times a day, but we breathe all day every day. So improving our breathing can have a big impact on our physiology. That's why I'm here with Max Gomez, who is the co-founder and CEO of a new app called Breathwork. That's Breathwork without the O. It's a wellness company that teaches people science-backed breathing exercises. And after experiencing debilitating depression and anxiety himself, he discovered the positive benefits of breathing, which not only helped his own recovery, but improved his life in various other ways. And he's now really passionate about teaching other people the science and the benefits around breathing. And that's precisely what this app does. It's great for individuals and for families. And he talks about how you can use different breathing exercises to improve everything from sleep to relaxation to endurance and even how it can help kids. So very, very fascinating practical episode and let's jump right in. Max, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Katie. I'm excited to delve into this topic today because I've always thought that breathing, obviously in rank of order of importance, should be really high on the, the scale because we suffer the most consequences the most rapidly if we stop breathing versus if we stop eating or drinking. And I think it often is underestimated just how much breathing makes in our overall health. Um, I'll get into my own story of noticing changes in my HRV and other metrics when I changed my breathing, but you come with a whole host of both personal and now other expertise related to this topic. So to start off, I would love to hear your story of how you first came to discover this. Yeah. So a little bit of background on myself. I'm originally from New Jersey, a small town of 4,000 people called Flemington. And uh, growing up, I was kind of that kid who could never pay attention in class and always got so bored easily. And because I was different from my classmates, I was kind of bullied a lot in my early years. So somehow I managed to get myself into college and actually ended up studying neuroscience at the University of Southern California. Probably I studied neuroscience subconsciously to more understand myself and why I was different from my peers. And it wasn't until I was in college when I got diagnosed with ADHD. And then a year later, realized I had dyslexia on top of that. So it was nice knowing what was going on, but it didn't really help these things go away. And as many people with ADHD experience, you know, we get heightened levels of stress and anxiety. And I was definitely one of those people who got heightened levels of stress and anxiety. So after college, I uh, go through some personal things all within the span of three months. So I lose a very close relative to me, end of a two-year relationship, and I lose my job. 
And it was crushing and devastating for me. And going into that point, I was already really disfocused and didn't have control of my ADHD or my anxiety or my stress. And so that sent me into this really, really low, dark point in my life where I actually you know, spent an entire month in bed and was 20 pounds underweight because of the stress and anxiety and depression I was feeling. Um, I just felt completely lost and out of touch with my body and my mind and like I lacked any sort of control over myself. So it was at that point where I realized I needed help and I needed to find you know, solutions for me that could work. And I was so fortunate enough to find this great therapist who was also covered by insurance, which is really important to find these days, um, who didn't want to put me on medication, but wanted to find alternative ways to help my situation. So the first thing he tried to teach me was meditation. And like so many other people, everyone wants to aspire to be a great meditator, but yet they find out is actually really tough to do. It's really hard to stick with the practice of meditation. And if you're someone who is anxious or don't, doesn't have a lot of time on their hands, you feel like meditation is really stressful, actually. Um, so I couldn't get into meditation. And I know all the amazing benefits and all the people who do meditation, and I respect it so much. But for me personally, I really couldn't stick with meditation. So he's like, all right, we'll try something else. And the second thing he taught me was breath work. So simple breathing exercises. And I remember sitting on his couch, one of those classic therapist couch and him taking me through this exercise where I breathed slowly into my belly, imagining it was a balloon and then slowly exhaled for longer than I inhaled. And I was on his couch for about 30 seconds doing this exercise. And I really started to feel a shift instantly. I really felt this, you know, wave of calm come over my body. I felt my heart rate decreasing. I felt my muscles relaxing and I was finally clear minded. And it was so life changing in that moment to be able to feel like I could control my body and my mind just with my breath alone. And from that point forward, I absolutely fell in love with the practice of breath work and how it could have a positive benefit in my life. So I started to create this daily breathing practice, you know, started with using it whenever I was stressed or anxious, but then it formed into waking up with breathing practices to help and calm down with breathing practices, to going to sleep with breathing practices, to increasing my athletic performance with breathing practices. And I really wanted to go and study the field of breathing because it was so powerful and impactful. So when I went out there to study the field, I realized that there were so many other people who were doing these different practices. You have so many diverse groups of people like Navy SEALs who practice it for high combat situations. You have psychotherapists who use it with their patients for PTSD, depression, insomnia, ADHD. You have Olympic athletes using their breath to improve their endurance and performance. And you have yogis who've been practicing breath work and breathing for thousands of years for the positive health benefits of it. And it was in this journey of learning and discovering breathing and applying it to myself is that I learned the power of breath is really life-changing. I learned that breathing is one of the fastest and easiest ways to change the state of your body and mind. And I learned that if we can control our breath, we could control and change our lives. And it was just amazing to find that that was out there. And you know, the amount of positive benefits you can see through different practices, you know, include decreasing anxiety and stress to improving blood flow and circulation to increasing your immune response to helping you fall asleep at night to improving your energy levels and endurance and to and helping improve your attention too. And it's just so amazing to see that there are so many benefits out there. But with this and with my story, I saw that there wasn't one place that brought all these practices together. And it was really surprising to me because there is so much science behind breath work. There's so much science behind breathing. 
And there's so many people practicing it around the world, but there wasn't one central location where people can go and learn, practice all these different breathing exercises. So, you know, a couple months after learning about breath work and really starting to empower my life and push it forward, I went to the app store to see if anyone created a app um, around breathing. And to my surprise, there was really nothing out there. We had those meditation apps like Calm and Headspace for meditation, but I couldn't stick with those and that wasn't really for me. And I thought, let's put, uh, let's put together a breathwork app. So I gave myself a few weeks to put together a prototype, a pitch deck, a website, an Instagram. And I'm like, maybe I will find someone who wants to start this with me and is as, as passionate about breath as me. And luckily, after two weeks of doing that hard work and, put, and putting in that effort to, to really get something started, I met my co-founder, Addie who is this amazing individual who has an amazing story of how she founded Breathwork herself too, leaving a nine-figure offer on the table for a company that she was about to sell and then going on a, a, a journey around the world to really help find her purpose and stumbling across Breathwork. And she showed me in her phone that a month before she met me, she wrote a note that said, create a Breathwork app. So when I presented her the Breathwork app that I was working on and creating, she asked to partner with me. And right on the spot, we instantly linked up and started the company, incorporated a week later, and then put it on the app store. And it's been absolutely kind of amazing to see the response, the uptick of people who have been benefiting from these exercises. We want to create something that was so easy and so accessible and so science-driven that anyone can use it. And we're really starting to see that with people who are practicing with the application. There's people, you know, who are seven years old and using it for stress and anxiety to people who are 77 years old to helping improve their endurance and lung capacity. Um, we had a father write into us the other day who was saying that this helped put his autistic daughter to sleep at night. And he was just thanking us because we offer this to him. And then we also have people writing into us saying, hey, this is you know helping me get out of bed in the morning with the stress and anxiety wrapped around COVID. And then had someone talking to us who had PTSD and says they love using your app whenever they're feeling really agitated. And it's been absolutely amazing to go from this state of feeling like I absolutely had no control in my life to actually discovering something as powerful as breathing and then applying that to my life and then being able to go and apply that to other people's lives too. And it's been an extremely grateful journey. And I'm extremely grateful for this, uh, this uh, past uh, couple of months. That's awesome. Okay. So I'd love to delve into the science of this a little bit, because like I said, um, and like you touched on, breathing is one of the biggest inputs we put into our body. And so making a change there can make a really dramatic shift in overall health. From my own perspective, I started doing some breathing exercises to help me fall asleep at night, including there's one called four, seven, eight. Um, and then also like box breathing in the sauna, different just patterns that calmed my resting heart rate and seemed to help me get into parasympathetic and improve my heart rate variability. But I know there's a lot that goes into all of this. So can you walk us through kind of some of the science behind breathing and why these things work? Yeah. I love to start um, at a great place that shows us the importance of breathing. So recently I discovered that there was a 70 year longitudinal study with over 5,200 participants showed the biggest indicator of lifespan wasn't actually genetics diet or the daily amount of exercise someone got, it was their lung capacity and their breathing mechanics. So the better you breathe and the more you can control your breathing, the longer you actually live is what this is showing. So it's really important to understand our breathing and how it works too. So one way that breathing works is it acts in the autonomic nervous system. 
And the autonomic nervous system is what is responsible for our heart rate, for breathing, our skin temperature and digestion. And it was previously thought that we couldn't control these things, that our autonomic nervous system was just something that happens and it was something that couldn't be influenced by us. Um, that's why they call it the autonomic nervous system because autonomic automatic. But what happens with breathing is that since you are, since breathing is a part of the autonomic nervous system, you can actually send a signal to your brain to change the autonomic nervous system and the autonomic response. So as you know, that many people today exist in a state of sympathetic nervous system response. So they're basically in the sympathetic state, which is the fight or flight state. So the, there are increased levels of stress and anxiety, they're shallow breathing, they're breathing fast, their heart rate's high, their blood pressure is high, they're feeling nervous and agitated. And that's what happens when you're in a sympathetic state for too long. And what you can do with breathing is you could actually change the sympathetic state into a parasympathetic state, which is the rest and digest state. So by breathing slow and by breathing deep and with your diaphragm, you can actually start to trick your body and put it into the sympathetic state. Because, you know, if you follow, if you do something, if you do this practice of breathing slow, then your body tends to follow it. And there's also a lot of receptors for the parasympathetic nervous system, which are deeper in your lungs too. So if you breathe slow and deep into your lungs, you can actually start to send those signals back to your brain that, hey, I'm actually in a rested and calm state right now. And by actually breathing like you're in a calm state, you will send that signal back to your body and put you in that calm state. And that's why there are so many breathing exercises that help with people with anxiety. Because when people have anxiety, they're, they're breathing extremely fast, they're breathing shallow, but the worst thing to do with anxiety is to, you know, try to breathe more. It's actually, you want to breathe slowly and you want to breathe less. Um, so breathing more slow and controlling your breathing through anxiety helps really lower that response when you're having it. And also there's a lot of breathing for sleep at night. So you mentioned the four, seven, eight breath, which is an amazing breath created by Dr. Andrew Wheel. And um, what it does is it kind of mimics the breathing pattern of someone who's in a deep sleep. So by mimicking this breathing pattern, it puts you into that state. And actually makes you trick your body to think that you're falling asleep or you are asleep. So you tend to be able to doze off pretty easily because of that. So that also acts on the parasympathetic nervous system and really helps lower your heart rate, lower your blood pressure and clear your mind. And then also just the act of focusing on the breath itself too helps clear your mind of the other thoughts that may be happening when you're in a more sympathetic state. And then with breath work, there's also the flip side of it too. So there's breath work that you can do to actually help energize you and help keep you, uh, keep you focused and increase your endurance. So with breathing, you can actually activate the sympathetic state when you want to. So if you wake up in the morning and you're feeling groggy or trying to get out of bed, there's amazing exercises you can do to actually help put you in a more alert and focused state. Um, and there's also exercises you can do over time, which can actually increase your endurance. So there's a lot of athletes who train with uh, high elevation, who train in high elevation to help increase their endurance. But there's actually breathing exercises you can do here at sea level that can also increase your endurance and increase the production of red blood cells, which helps increase the offloading of oxygen to your, your cells and your body. Um, so there's all these amazing benefits behind breathing. And the science is, is quite amazing. And um, there is so much extensive research and studies behind it. And there's more and more coming out every single day. So there's a great book uh, by James Nosser that, that really goes into the science and the history behind breathing and like what happens to the body when you breathe properly and what happens when you don't breathe properly. And there are all these you know, risks that happen to your, yourself if you do not breathe properly. One big thing that people do wrong with their breathing is that they breathe through their mouth. So 
if you really want to start to get into your breathing and to really improve your life with breathing, one place to start is by breathing through your nose. So 50% of the population are actually mouth breathers. And mouth breathing is actually associated with a huge amount of risk, like increased cardiovascular issues, decreased uh, cognitive functioning, um, decreased levels of circulation, uh, decreased levels of oxygen efficiency. And mouth breathing is actually one of the quickest ways to actually start improving your health quickly with just breathing alone. And the reason why is because when you breathe through your nose, you're actually moisturizing that air coming in and you have this amazing gas called nitric oxide, which is being produced in the nasal cavity, helps with blood circulation, with oxygen efficiency, and also cognitive functioning. So when you're breathing through your mouth, you're actually not getting the benefits of nitric oxide through your nose. Um, and you're also... Um, by breathing through your mouth more, you're closing your nasal cavity more because if you don't use your nose, then you'll kind of lose that and your nasal cavity will start to shrink. So by breathing through your nose more, you actually open up your nasal cavity more. So people who are chronically congested should really try to practice breathing through their nose more in order to get their cavity opened up more and be able to take more oxygen through their nose and to have the amazing benefits from nitric oxide, which is exist in the nose. There's also been studies that show that the um, people who breathe through their mouth have decreased circulation in the prefrontal cortex. And your prefrontal cortex is responsible for your decision-making, for your focus, and is really associated with people with ADHD. And shown that some people who suffer with ADHD have huge amounts of positive benefits from actually breathing through the nose and um, using their nose to breathe at night too. So there's amazing benefits with just breathing through your nose alone. And also we lose 40% of our water when you breathe through your mouth. So someone who's a chronic mouth breather tends to be more dehydrated and need more water to stay hydrated, which is just completely fascinating to, to think that something as simple as breathing through your nose as opposed to breathing through your mouth can really have a positive health benefit on you. That's fascinating. I know I've read some data about the problems with mouth breathing. Um, I've read a lot from the, even the oral health perspective that you put yourself more at risk for cavities because the strep mutants bacteria that leads to cavities can be much more opportunistic with the mouth when it's dry. And so breathing through your mouth, especially at night, can lead to problems there. There's also studies talking about the link with um, sleep apnea. Are we able to retrain our body to nose breathe um, using active techniques like this? I know I've also seen, you know, kind of extreme measures like taping the mouth shut, but is it like, can we consciously like learn better habits when it comes to this? Yeah. So I think the first step is really being conscious of your breathing and being aware of how you're breathing. The first way to really do this is to just breathe properly and feel how good that feels to breathe properly. So start breathing more with your diaphragm and using your stomach to breathe. So a way to think about your breathing and every breath should be taken in through your nose and into your stomach with your stomach being pushed out on the inhale and then collapsing back flat on the exhale. And that helps work the diaphragm to get your diaphragm moving. With the exhale too, you're, it's always recommended that you breathe out through your nose too. So we could, by going through these practices, you could even start five, 10 minutes a day of just breathing through your nose and into your belly and then out slowly through your nose. You'll start to really feel the benefits of breathing. And then you'll also start to slowly open up your nasal cavity so you can breathe through your nose more often. The biggest thing is to become more conscious of your breathing and how you're breathing throughout the day. Um, and then you mentioned mouth taping, which is something that I actually started to pick up on since studying more breathing is that, you know, we often open our mouths at night and with the open our mouths at night, then we're actually obstructing the um, airways. 
And by obstructing the airways, we actually tend to store more and we get less oxygen and we're also losing more water and we're not getting the nitric oxide by breathing through our nose. So mouth taping, which is, you know, you can put a small piece of medical tape across your mouth at night with uh, holes in each end, just in case you have to breathe or rip it off or you tend to drool at night, actually has a huge benefit. And if you tape your mouth at night, you can wake up in the morning feeling great because you breathe through your nose the entire night. That's fascinating. And it reminds me of something that I think might actually overlap with something you said about um, breathing through the nose and improving something I think that would relate to exercise. So I've recently um, been training at a local facility where they do something called contralateral training. Basically, it was designed to increase aerobic capacity, even for non-distance runners and non-sprinters, but for other types of athletes. And um, the part of this is you tape your mouth shut during this kind of circuit-based exercise. So you are only breathing through your nose and they see really kind of drastic changes in aerobic capacity from this. So is that kind of along the same lines as what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly along the same lines. So with nose breathing, we actually have better oxygen efficiency, which means that we have better CO2 um, and nitric oxide in our blood and in our body. So CO2 is, is most people think is a byproduct of breathing. You breathe in oxygen, breathe out CO2, but CO2 is actually responsible for helping your red blood cells offload oxygen to their cells. Um, and CO2 is also an amazing vasodilator too. So it helps increase circulation. So if you're breathing through your mouth a lot, you're actually expelling way more CO2 than you should be. So that's why it's recommended to breathe through your nose during exercise. So you are building up more CO2 in your body. So you have a better oxygen efficiency and um, exchange of oxygen through your blood with the CO2 and with the nitric oxide in your body. Um, and what most people um, don't realize is that when you first start to exercise through your nose, it's pretty tough. But that's because your body has to adjust to the vast amounts of CO2 that, that it's not used to. So when you have a low tolerance to CO2, you actually get winded pretty quickly. And one way to actually help with your endurance in the short term is actually to increase your tolerance to CO2. So the amount of time you can breathe slower while running, the amount of time you can hold your breath for is, is an indicator of your tolerance to CO2. And by increasing these things, we could actually increase our ability to slower breathing down when we're running and when we're, we're, we're exercising and increase the oxygen efficiency within our blood. And that's a pretty quick way to do it. And then over time, as you start to increase your tolerance to CO2 and start breathing more slow, you actually increase the red blood cell production. So it increases thing called EPO, which is responsible for helping red blood cells be produced in the bone marrow. And by doing slower breathing and by holding your breath for longer, you actually increase the amount of red blood cells you have. And it stimulates very similar so very similar results as people who are training in high elevation situations. So by breathing through your nose and by breathing slow and be more aware of that, you're actually able to increase your endurance in the short term and then also increase red blood cell production in the long term, which is pretty fascinating to think about that something as slowing your breathing down can help because we think that when you're out of breath, you need to breathe more. But the problem is when you breathe more, you're actually expelling so much CO2 from your body that you're actually not able to get this oxygen that you're trying to breathe in more to your cells. So it's all about building up that tolerance to CO2. That is so fascinating. And it makes sense because I noticed that when it comes to like running distances, which I'm not a fan of anyway, but I always, I felt like it was my lung capacity that would catch me before my legs would get tired. Like I would just need more, I felt like I needed more air. And since doing this kind of training, I feel like I'm able to actually train my legs more efficiently because I don't get winded and I don't run out of breath easily, even with sprinting. Um, and so I'm not doing long distance workouts anyway, but I've noticed a big difference in my lung capacity. And that's fascinating. It makes complete sense when you kind of explain the, the physiology about that. 
This podcast is sponsored by Wellness. That's wellness with an E on the end. My new personal care company that creates products that go beyond just safe and natural to contain beneficial ingredients that nourish your body from the outside in. See, many clean products just don't work that well. And this is why I spent the last decade researching and perfecting recipes for products that not only eliminate the toxic chemicals, but that have ingredients that work better than conventional alternatives while nourishing your body from the outside in. I am so excited to share these products with you. And I'm especially proud of our whitening toothpaste, which took years of formulating and dozens and dozens of rounds of tweaks to finally perfect. Our whitening toothpaste supports a healthy oral microbiome and strengthens tooth enamel naturally using ingredients like hydroxyapatite, neem, and green tea. Instead of fluoride, our formula contains green tea leaf extract, which is loaded with antioxidants. Plus, we use a phytochemical in green tea that's shown to fight bacteria that leads to tooth decay. We combine this with hydroxyapatite, a naturally occurring mineral and the main component of tooth enamel, with clinical studies showing that it can help strengthen teeth and avoid cavities. And of course, fresh breath is important when it comes to brushing teeth. So for that, we included peppermint leaf and neem. If you're not familiar with it, neem prevents bacteria from sticking to teeth and turning into plaque. So this protective measure means fewer bacteria, which leads to fresher breath. Check out our whitening toothpaste along with all of our products, including hair care and hand sanitizer at wellness.com. That's wellness with an E on the end, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S-E.com. And a tip, if you buy a bundle or subscribe, you get an automatic discount that's built in both of those ways. So check it out, wellness.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the all-in-one daily drink to support better health and peak performance. Even with a balanced diet, it can be difficult to cover all of your nutritional bases. And this is where Athletic Greens can help. Their daily drink is essentially nutritional insurance for your body, and it's delivered straight to your door every month. It's developed from a complex blend of 75 minerals, vitamins, and whole food ingredients. It's a greens powder that's engineered to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. Their daily drink improves your everyday performance by addressing the four pillars of health, energy, recovery, gut health, and immune support. It's packed with adaptogens for recovery, probiotics and digestive enzymes for gut health, and vitamin C and zinc for immune support. It's basically an all-in-one solution to help your body meet its nutritional needs. And it's highly absorbable and diet-friendly, whether you are keto, vegan, paleo, dairy-free, gluten-free, etc. It has less than one gram of sugar and it tastes great. And here's how I used it and still use it. When I um, started losing weight, I was eating a lot more protein and it became hard to get enough greens and vegetables in because just it was hard to actually eat enough volume of food. I was full. So I was able to use athletic greens to meet my veggie and nutritional needs, even if I was full and just didn't feel like eating extra. It's basically like a multivitamin, but it's actually head and shoulders above a lot of multivitamins. They don't use any GMOs or harmful chemicals, and it's NSF certified, so they really uh, are careful about their sourcing and, and what goes into it. When you try Athletic Greens through my podcast, they're also going to send you a year's supply of their vitamin D3 and K2 for free. I've talked about vitamin D before. We know we get it from the sun, but it can also be important to supplement, especially in the winter months. And this is something I test my own blood levels of and supplement when necessary. And it combines these nutrients to help support the heart, immune system, and respiratory system, which is especially helpful this, this time of year. So whether you're looking to boost energy levels, support your immune system, or address gut health, it's a great time to try Athletic Greens for yourself. 
simply visit athleticgreens.com slash wellnessmama to claim my special offer today. You'll get a free vitamin D3 K2 wellness bundle with your first purchase. That's up to a one-year supply of vitamin D as an added value for free when you try Athletic Greens. You'd be hard-pressed to find a more comprehensive nutritional bundle anywhere else. So again, that's athleticgreens.com slash wellnessmama. I'm curious because I know you've been working with a lot of people through this app and through the development on changing their breathing. I'm curious some of the ways that you've seen this change people's lives. Obviously, I would guess in, in instances like that, but what other areas do you see changes in people's lives from changing breathing? Yeah, so I guess one of the biggest changes is just people who suffer from anxiety and who suffer from high levels of stress and depression. So when you start to breathe with our application, we teach you these exercises that really help you calm down and become more aware that you're in control of your body. I think that's one of the biggest things that we tend to think that we're not in control of our mind and body, but with breathing, we can become more in control of that. So by having you know the Breathwork app with you when you're in an extremely highly anxious state, you can start to train yourself to be in control and to breathe and slow down your breathing in order to slow down your heart rate and to increase your levels of calmness and increase your uh, ability to be present in the moment. So that's where it really starts to help people. And we've seen a lot of people write in and talk about how this is really helping with their depression to get up in the morning, or it's helping with their anxiety when they're going in for a meeting. Um, a lot of people use it uh, with their family at dinner to help everyone breathe and be on the same pace because when everyone's breathing at the same rate, you start to sync up your heartbeats and you start to sync up uh, just the energy within the room to bring people to this one grounded place. And then we have other people who are saying that this this exercise helped give me the best sleep of my life. So people are now who are insomniacs are now breathing like this every night um, to go to sleep. And then if they do wake up, they breathe to put themselves back to sleep and are saying that they're really starting to see amazing improvements in their lives. And we, you know, we, we didn't launch the app too long ago. We only launched it in, in, uh, in November, but since then we have people who are on over a hundred day streaks on the platform who absolutely cannot you know, wake up or go to sleep without it because it does have such a positive benefit with them. And then, like I mentioned before, we have people writing in who use it with their kids too a lot. So we have some mothers who use it with their kid when he has a panic attack or when he's feeling frustrated with school. And then we also have you know, a father who's using it with her daughter to help put her to sleep at night who suffers from autism and ADHD. And he says it's really helping benefit them too. So we have people from all walks of life and backgrounds who can benefit from breathing because there are so many breathing practices out there to do and to benefit from. And it's just so exciting that, um, you know, we have one place to put them all and we have, you know, one place to show all the science and to show, um, you know, how it works in your body and to give you this amazing, you know, full sensory experience when you do the exercise with the app. We have these amazing sounds that were created by um, this Grammy award-winning artist, DJ White Shadow. We have uh, vibrations that help guide you and put you through it. And then we also have these really simple visuals that just help you focus on the breath because, Breathing is so, so easy, but it's done wrong all the time. And we want to make it easy for people to do it right. And within creating the app, we made this whole experience of being able to get to where you want within like a single click. When, when I created this, I wanted my you know, grandmother to be able to use it. And I wanted everyone from a five-year-old to be able to use it. And because it's so simple and so easy and so to the point, we're able to get all these you know, diverse users who all love it and who are, who are finding amazing benefits across their lives. 
That's incredible. Is it, are there specific ways or stories you've heard of people using this with kids? Because sadly, I, I know we hear that anxiety is on the rise, even for kids. And certainly the last few months um, seem like they could have increased anxiety across the board for all age groups. Um, are there, what examples do you have of people using this? You mentioned like family dinners. Are there other ways specific to kids that we can use this? Yeah. So I think creating a practice with your kid is really helpful and beneficial and and showing your kid the positive benefits of breathing slowly when you're in a stressful situation. So we have this mother who actually gives her child her phone when he is really stressed out or really fussy and, you know, is, is, you know, feeling stressed from from work or not work from school um, or from his classmates. And when he gets the app, he's able to breathe with it and to really feel the effects of it and to calm himself down and she says that she uses this all the time with him and it's really been helping him become more relaxed and then also helping him over time become less stressed and less anxious because the more you practice your breathing, the more you're in tune with your breathing, the, the more that you breathe in a slower, more proper fashion. So with the app, we also have you know Kiko the monkey, who's one of our mascots who breathes in and breathes out with you too, if you'd want to choose him. And it's great to, to use that with kids because you get to breathe with this cool looking monkey. And that's really one way that we're able to, to get to, to younger people. That's awesome. I'm also always curious about kind of the idea of the minimum effective dose. So you've made a pretty strong case for why obviously breathing is important and the way we can drastically influence our lives through breathing, what would you say is the minimum effective dose for something like the Breathwork app? How much of this do we need to do to start seeing results? Yeah, so you can start seeing results pretty quickly. And that's really what led me to breathing in the first place is that it is something that happens very fast. So if you are someone who is stressed and is looking for a relief from stress, just doing a two minute exercise is kind of will help you get to the point of being more calm. Um, and sticking with it for five minutes to eight minutes will also help you stay more calm over time. So just getting into it and feeling it and then adjusting for how much you need is really the best way to do it. And then by creating a practice, a daily practice over time of being more aware and control of your breathing and doing exercises that help either calm you down or wake you up, put you to sleep, you can start to really benefit from it um, in the short term because it works very fast. And over the long term, start to really see the, the long term health benefits from it. Gotcha. I also, I want to circle back and learn a little bit more about CO2 tolerance, because I think when it comes to breathing, people often just think of oxygen. And that's, of course, what they put people on in the hospital when they are having trouble breathing. But the little bit that I've researched, um, the CO2 component is equally important. And it's, it's like you said, it's about that ratio, not just oxygen in. So can you explain a little bit more of that science and how we can harness that to our advantage? Yeah, so you can build your tolerance up to CO2 by breathing more slow and, and being able to um, hold your breath for longer. And by breathing more slow, you're actually more, you get more tolerant of CO2 over time. So the more you could slow down your breathing and, and the more you can get to six to five breaths a minute, the better efficiency and balance you have of CO2 and oxygen within your body. And when you have that good balance, you have you know increased levels of circulation and you have increased uh, oxygen efficiency. So your red blood cells can offload oxygen to their cells in your body um, more efficiently because you have more CO2 and you have a good balance of CO2 and and oxygen in your body. So that's really kind of one way that that this CO2 tolerance works. And by building this over time, you really start to to feel the effects of it and to be in a more calm and relaxed state. Someone who is more tolerant to CO2 is actually less stressed and less anxious because when you are anxious, you tend to feel like you can't breathe. And that feeling of can't breathing is actually your intolerance of the CO2 within your body. 
So when you're able to train yourself to tolerate more CO2, you kind of lessen that effect of the anxiety you get with when you can't breathe. And that's why it's really important to be hyper aware of your breathing at all time and always remember to breathe through your nose and breathe slow and through your diaphragm and, you know, really pay attention to your breathing throughout the day. Because if you start to breathe more shallow and are unaware of it, you tend to decrease your tolerance to CO2, which can, you know, help you put you into that stressed and anxious state, which is a reoccurring cycle. So it's just great to really go into practice breath work and practice breathing on a daily basis or to help fill up your tolerance to CO2 to get you in a less stressed and anxious state throughout the day. Very cool. So um, talk a little bit more about the detail of the app. Of course, I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes for you guys to download it or it's available in the app store. Um, what are you finding people are using this for the most and what kind of feedback are you getting based on the most user cases? Yeah. So it's actually really exciting. When we first started to see the usage of the app, we saw we thought that it would be one use case. We thought it would only be calming exercises. But what we realized is that it's pretty equally distributed across the different benefits we have. So our number one exercise is sleep, which really helps put people to sleep at night. And then our number two exercise is awake. So it's able to get people up and awake and energized and alert in the morning. Um, and then the third most used exercise is calm. So it's a calming exercise that helps put you in a more uh, parasympathetic state. Um, and then the fourth one is recharge. So that one's box breathing. It's based off the uh, Navy SEAL breathing, which helps, you know, put you in a more uh, relaxed and calm and focused state and also can help increase your tolerance to CO2. So we're seeing a pretty equal distributions of the use cases within the application. And we're seeing, um, you know, people come in whether it be you know an alpha male looking to increase his endurance comes in for um, you know something an exercise that helps increase their CO2 tolerance, but then they end up using the calming exercise or the sleep exercise, or we have the other way where we have someone who is really anxious and is looking for a way to calm down, and they come in for the calming exercises, but then they realize the sleep exercise, and then they realize the energize exercise and the awakening exercises. So it's been fascinating to see the, the users coming in for one specific reason and then staying with it for multiple different reasons and then creating a daily practice based on what they need and where they're at. That is so cool. Um, let's talk a little bit more about heart rate variability. Um, so we touched on this a little bit. I mentioned that I saw changes in that when I started being more cognizant of my breathing. I know there's also science and data that support this. If someone is interested in improving their heart rate variability, um, what type of breathing exercise would you point them toward? So two of the best breathing exercises for heart rate variability are coherent breathing. So that's breathing at an equal pattern. So breathing either for six seconds in and six, six seconds out or eight seconds in, eight seconds out. So helping breathe at that rate really helps heart rate variability. And then the other way is by breathing more slowly on the exhale also helps attribute to heart rate variability. So breathing in for four seconds and then breathing out for eight seconds or breathing out for six seconds is one way to do it. And it's always helpful to remember to breathe with your belly. And you know, when I first start teaching people breathing and when they come into the app, we always teach them to put a hand in their belly when they're breathing so they can feel themselves breathing properly when doing it, because that's the best way to get the most uh, results from it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Is there um, any science, I would guess, based on the different programs in the app, obviously the sleep ones are best done pre-sleep. Um, other than that, is, are, is there any science about the best time of day or the best environment to do these different types of breathing exercises? Yeah, so there are a few times of days and environments to these exercises. The ones that are more in the app, we have them all yellow. They're more awakening and they're more sympathetic and they're more energizing and they're more for focus. Those are best done within the morning. So they're best done to, to wake you up and get you out of bed and get you going. And then the calming ones are best done throughout the day too. 
So if you're at work and you're an hour in and you're already feeling anxious, you could just do a calming exercise to help you feel relaxed and in place. And also, if you are someone who doesn't want to get that um, energy boost in the morning, but wants a more calming morning, you can also replace your morning instead of with a yellow exercise with a, a calming exercise, which is our green exercises. So using that in the morning and, and figuring out what works for you um, is how you can really start to, to benefit from these exercises. And then with uh, something like sleep, it's obviously best used at night um, before going to sleep or preparing for sleep. And then something more like the recharge breath in the red section, which is more focused on um, endurance and energy, um, that's best used uh, before or after exercise. Awesome. I am new to the app, but I'm going to give all of those a try. I think I've already done some of the ones um, that you mentioned in like the 478 I've done pre-sleep, but it's helpful. I'm looking at the app now to have a visual that helps you do it. And I can see, especially for kids, why this would be so helpful than trying to just count with them and explain to them because they have something tangible to follow, which is amazing. As we get close to the end of our time, a couple somewhat unrelated questions that I love to ask. First of all, is there is a book or a number of books that have really influenced your life? And if so, what they are and why? Mm-hmm. There's two really important books that influenced my life. One is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And it's kind of a book that's on stoicism and about dealing with tough situations and finding, you know, power within these tough situations. And it talks about, you know, controlling your perspective and controlling your mindset. And I think that's why I was attracted to that book was because it really helped me, you know, feel more control of my life. And then adding the practice of breath work on top of that really helped me empower my life. So that was one amazing book that was more on the mindset side of things that really helped mine empower my life. And then another amazing book, which became probably one of my favorite books right now since it was released two months ago, uh, is Breath. And it's called Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art by James Nestor. And James Nestor is a a journalist who's been studying breathing for over eight years. And he goes into um, the history of breathing. He goes into the science of breathing and really makes an amazing case for why you should be paying more attention to your breathing and why breathing is more important and how, you know, society is a little bit lagging behind with all the positive benefits of it. But, you know, we really see breathing becoming a bigger industry within the future. And we see more people you know, taking control of their breathing and being more aware of their breathing, you know, not going anywhere, but actually getting bigger over time. And this one book was, was great for me to help me understand more of the science behind it and to, to know the history behind it too. I love that. I'll make sure those are linked in the show notes. And also, of course, I'll make sure we link to breathwork. Um, Like I said at the beginning, I think this is such an important topic to bring awareness to because of all the the inputs that we have in our life, we eat several times a day, depending on if we intermittent fast or, or don't. And we drink water more times a day per that, but we breathe, I think it's 12 to 20 times per minute. So making a change to our breath can make a much bigger, more rapid change to our health than even improving things like diet, um, which is also very important, of course, and sleep and exercise. And I love that you guys have turned this into such a practical system. And um, it's exciting to see that you're already hearing such great results from app users. So thanks for the time and for sharing the science with us today. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks as always to you for listening and sharing your most valuable asset, your time with us. We're both so grateful that you did. And I hope that you will join me again on the next episode of the Wellness Mama podcast. If you're enjoying these interviews, would you please take two minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes for me? Doing this helps more people to find the podcast, which means even more moms and families can benefit from the information. I really appreciate your time. And thanks as always for listening.